Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Very rarely does a Super Bowl media event take a backseat, a backseat to an NBA story. But this night is different than all other nights. We had a mega trade, a mega deal in the NBA. Now, if you had Blake Griffin remaining on the Clippers the rest of his career, you are a loser. You got it wrong. Blake, gone in the night. See you later. Get out of here. The uh, L.A. Clippers saying hasta la vista, arrivederci to Blake Griffin as uh, he has been sent packing to the Detroit Pistons. Now, I'm assuming the position that you've heard about this. I'm assuming the position. But you might have missed it. Maybe you were watching the NFL story and you didn't get all the nuance on this. But the, the Clippers sending Blake Griffin to the Motor City in a multiplayer trade. Now, the key parts of the trade, Blake Griffin goes to Detroit, and in exchange, Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, and Boban Marjanovic, and a first and second round Who? pick come back to the Clippers. So let's get into this. Now, the Pistons also picked up some spare spare parts. Trade filler, trade spam, Bryce Johnson and Willie Reed are going to Detroit. So the question here, it's a toss-up question, who got the better of the trade? Uh, now, this is very close here. I, I'm going to give a slight edge to the Clippers on this. 
I'm going to give a slight edge to the Clippers on this. Not my thoughts. You've got the uneducated name brand and a whole bunch of revisionist history, which is going on. And let me tie all this together for you. We got a lot to dissect, but then the first thing uh, I wouldn't push back on the surface for the uneducated basketball fan, this looks like a a huge advantage for the Detroit Pistons. I am not going to deny that for the uneducated basketball fan. Blake Griffin has been a star. He's been an all-star. He's a a wonderfully entertaining player to watch. A lot of hammer dunks. Wonderful. Uh, Energetic. Entertaining. Right? And and the Clippers got got players in return that are generic brands. So you're trading a name brand for a generic brand. And it, you know, it's, it's one of the interesting things, and they've done studies on this over the years. Like, people go shopping, and if you go to, like, Costco, for example. I love Costco. I'm a big fan of Costco. And people go into Costco, and you can get the Kirkland brand, which is the generic brand. And it's often the same stuff as the name brand, but many people, because they have been manipulated and their arms have been twisted and their minds have been messed with over the years. They want to get the name brand. They feel like they're getting a better product, even though the ingredients are exactly the same in the generic product, but people have been wired to think that the name brand is the better brand. And it's not always the case. Sometimes it's exactly the same. So, I, I, I again, I understand the position. I mean, I, I feel bad for people that don't get it. I, I, I understand why you have that thought on this particular trade. Uh, I get that. But I'll be the grown-up here, and I'll educate. Uh, This is not a lopsided trade. And if you know basketball, you know that's the case. Now, I'm not sitting here being some kind of house man. I'm not. I'm I'm not on the Clipper payroll uh, at all. That's not my opinion that this is not a lopsided trade, that it's an even trade. It's a fact. Uh, And what's my evidence on that? Uh, My evidence on that is based on the most unbiased thing I can give you which is an algorithm from a computer program, the uh, trade machine, the NBA trade machine, which many a sports writer have used to determine whether or not a trade can happen and would be allowed. The trade, this particular trade, if you put it in the NBA trade machine, it is a solid basketball move. The, The deal will have no effect on the winning percentage of the Clippers or the Pistons. I know that's hard to wrap your mind around, and a lot of people are struggling with this, but that's the reality. If you if you go by the algorithms that look at the the, the per and the, the different numbers involved in this, it is not a lopsided trade. Now, you toss in the fact that the Clippers have picked up some extra draft capital, and that makes it a net positive, a slight edge to the Clippers. And so do, do I think that Tobias Harris is going to become an all-star uh, with the Clippers? Probably not. He's a good player. Uh, he's a good player. Am I excited about seeing Boban Marjanovic play? I kind of am. He looks like Andre the Giant to me. Like he looks he looks like he's so big he's deformed. I kind of want to see him play a lot. I hope they play him a lot. And I got to tell you, the Clippers, everyone in Serbia, very jealous. They now have the two Serbian stars, Milos Tadosic and Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> so I, I know I have a lot of Serbian pride. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of Serbian pride having these two guys wear the Clipper uniform. 
That's a big effing deal. It's a big effing deal. The second part of this, I have really enjoyed the reaction of some other NBA fans, and, and mainly the historians that follow the Lakers. And the thing that struck me, the thing that I would like to discuss right now is a term that I believe applies to this. It's called revisionist history. Because over the past five, six, seven years, I have been reminded just about every day I've come into the hallowed hallways of Fox Sports Radio, someone, whether it's someone I work with or a caller or someone on social media or someone that emails me, one of my guys that regularly email me, uh, someone every day for the past five, six, seven years has told me the following about Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake Griffin is, and these are things I, I went back to make sure I didn't get anything wrong. Uh, these are actual comments that I have been told by people every single day that I've come in here to Fox Sports Radio. I've been told that Blake Griffin's a snowflake. Blake Griffin's soft. He's a lightweight. He's a delicate player, a delicate little flower. He's fragile. He's weak. He's soft. He's freckled. He's a locker room cancer. He's not a winning ball player. You want me to go on? That's just the tip of the iceberg. And so now I'm trying to wrap my head around this because the moment the Clippers traded Blake Griffin, now he's an all-star. Now he's a Hall of Famer. Now he's the greatest thing of all time. And these are the same people that, again, said snowflake, soft, lightweight, delicate, fragile, weak, you know, locker room cancer, can't win with him. He's a losing player. Teammates hate him. He's a weasel. You want me to go on? And so the moment that Blake Griffin puts on different laundry, which he hasn't even done yet, now the basketball analysis is, oh, they've just traded Charles Barkley. This is the 76ers trading Charles Barkley to the Phoenix Suns, one of the old trades that people have compared this to. Uh, and I, it just doesn't make any sense. Now the last thing here, Jerry West was brought in to help the Clippers advance further. And he has decided that this is the most prudent move for the Clippers. And I like the fact that they're not destroying everything, that they're going to try to continue to succeed. They're, they're going to have to multitask. Uh, but I am going to trust the NBA logo. Jerry West watched Blake Griffin up close for half a season. And through his expertise, through his trained eye, he didn't like what he saw. Clearly he didn't like what he saw. And if Jerry West had thought that this was going well and that he could ride, ride and die with, with Blake Griffin, then Blake wouldn't have been traded. So you've gone down this path. Jerry West decided to hit the eject button. Steve Ballmer decided said, before the offseason really got going there, he said, well, I want Jerry West. And so Jerry West said, right, well, I'll see what Blake will sign him to a contract. And then he at that time, it seemed like a great idea to sign Blake Griffin to the contract. And then Jerry saw Blake up close, didn't like what he saw, and the Clippers got a huge haul of players uh, that are generic brand NBA players. But again, based on the algorithms of the NBA trade machine, this is an even trade. You toss in the draft capital the Clippers got, they win the trade. And so Steve Ballmer doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to put up with watching uh, a horrific, like, you know, what the Lakers have. I don't think he wants that or the 76ers have had over the years. I don't see that happening at all. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. The Ben Maller Show, and if you would like to be part, you are more than welcome to be part of the festivities here. 
you can give us a call. The number has not changed. The number has not changed. It's 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. And we bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia! Well, I'd personally like to thank the Clippers and Pistons for uh, giving us something to talk about tonight. Well, we would have had plenty to talk about. It's a Super Bowl week. We'd had a wonderful, wonderful. Well, we could have, we could have talked about we could have talked about the interesting hats that were worn at the uh, Super Bowl event today. I guess talk uh, about hats. Danny Amendola in a sombrero for some reason, but yeah, I, I've worked with you a long time. I know you pretty well, and I, I'm pretty sure I know how this is going to go. But I will bring it up anyway. Are you ready to now admit that I was right? And you were wrong no. when, it, when it comes no, to no. when it comes to the Los Angeles Clippers and what they needed to do no. well, they're, going they're not, forward you're, you're, in their future. Your premise was wrong. Your Where premise I was, said your, your to, to was refresh to, to refresh some people's memories. Yeah, this, is, this is Eddie again. Another hey, I'm great. Look at me. You become no, very, in this, become in this case douche. once again. You really have become such. A I was right and you were wrong. You were I told you that the L.A. Clippers with Blake Griffin, humble Brad Garcia. Hold on, take a break. Take a break, Garcia. I told you that with. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, the Clippers were never going to win a championship. They have proven that, and it was time to reshape the roster. Uh-huh. They've since that, since I said that, they've gotten rid of Chris Paul. They've now gotten rid of Blake Griffin. DeAndre Jordan's on his way out. And the logo and the guy that you're praising is obviously in agreement with me that this team wasn't going to win anything, and it was time to make major changes. So why would you not say that you've come around? And you agree with me, and the Clippers are doing the right thing. Well, there's one problem with your analysis there, and it's a kind, I can't wait it's, to it's, hear it. It's kind of a big stumbling block to get through the fact that the Clippers signed Blake Griffin to a five-year, one hundred seventy-one million dollar contract extension. So I was right; they wanted to keep Blake Griffin. That the time I made that That's statement, why they I was absolutely correct because they wanted to keep him. They gave him a five-year, one hundred seventy-one yeah, million dollars. That contract. was a really bad idea. After you, that wasn't a bad. It was, it was a, a great idea. idea. No, it's it a wasn't. wonderful idea. It's a great. Why is that a bad idea? Because he's injury-prone. You don't want to invest that kind of money in well, a player. Well, well, the Pistons just is, traded for him. Why did the Pistons trade for him? He's such a bomb. The Pistons, Why did they trade for him? The Pistons are desperate for any kind of a star that they can get their hands on because they know are, no are free agents are well, going to go to Detroit. Again, according to uh, – I want to go through my list again because I kept track. I was writing down different things. Blake's a snowflake. He's soft. He's a lightweight. He's delicate. He's fragile. He's weak. He's freckled. He's a locker room cancer. He's not a winning player. But the Pistons clearly felt he was pretty good to get him, right? And Jerry West uh, like, gave as I just said, as I just said, the Pistons can't get anybody via free agency because no one wants to go there. Why would no one want to go there? What's wrong with Detroit? What do you have against Detroit? It's a fine city. It's a booming. It's a city that's on the comeback trail. Don't when, you want to be part of a city that's on the comeback trail? When was the last trail? time the Detroit Pistons signed a big time free agent to help turn their team around? I'm not a Piston historian. I don't know. Yeah, the answer no is idea. there's no answer to that. They haven't no, signed. They've never. They, they haven't signed any big name. No one's ever gone to Detroit. Not in their current state as a team that is well, not very good. State, no, they haven't been good in a long time. Yeah. They right. haven't. But this didn't. This trade. Doesn't so make once them again, to get back great. to the point, though, why yes. why are you not willing to admit that I was right on this? Because I was clearly right. No, you weren't. The Clippers, How? The Clippers, How could you say that? Because after you said don't you know, get rid of everybody, they kept Blake Griffin. They signed him to a five year contract. So where I is was he correct. right? Where is he right now? 
That's irrelevant. That changed. How is the story, that irrelevant? The story He's changed. gone. You don't, do you not understand the Thomas Clippers Sensity? have decided to do exactly what I said they should do? Do you understand True or false? that following your little statement there, your declaration, which is a terrible, by the way, terrible position. You're an and, idiot. And you are you are part of the problem. It's you people like you that are creating this mindset of making it acceptable to suck. That is, you're, you're, I no, blame you, Eddie. I, I'm That's the, why I'm we the got person bunch, who we got sees the reality of, yeah, you, that you, you're a, like a the team, you should a love team the can't win anything, so they need to can't make changes. Yes, and they made changes. And so they I'm right. Made, yes, and I'm no, right. You, again, you're wrong. How? Because after you said that, I said the Clippers should keep Blake Griffin. At the time, I was correct. At the time I made that statement. And how are you at, the, at this they, time? They signed. I was, I'm still right. They how? They signed him to $171 million contract. They just traded him. It doesn't matter. You don't understand. What, what was this this is one of the stupidest things you've ever no, said on no, the radio. You don't understand logic. He played half the, the logic season. The logic is he's the, gone. The story changed. Have you heard of a plot twist, Eddie, in a story? Have you heard about that? Is that over your head? The fact that the time I made that statement, that was the Clippers' plan. They signed him to 170 And they obviously realized that which plan's not going to work. I was correct at the time I made that statement. <laughs> and you were wrong. And since then, Blake Griffin, is, the thing has changed. They played half the season. And they decided that they decided to move on. I'm not. You are pathetic. You're pathetic. They're trying to get kudos for something you were wrong about. How was I wrong about it? Because they he signed Blake Griffin went back to the Clippers. He's gone, Ben. Chris Paul is gone. Blake Griffin is gone. That is and from everything people who know the NBA more than I do say DeAndre Jordan is going to be gone. And he might be gone. Okay, he might absolutely be gone. So they're doing exactly what I said they should do. No, they're not. Again, you're wrong. Goodbye. What? All right. It's the uh, the Ben Maller Show. We'll take your phone calls, 877. Again, Eddie doesn't know basketball. See, again, this is too nuanced Clearly for not. Eddie. Jerry West did, Eddie, did exactly what I suggested. Eddie does a hockey podcast. He's not familiar with the NBA. <laughs> just just nailed that, he, though. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand what uh, what's going about? on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So Tom Brady... On the radio in Boston, he goes on every Monday following Patriot games. He's been doing this for many, many years, and he has been the man, right? The man, making all kinds of money, all kinds of moolah for the radio station, the whole thing. But we got a scale. Now, full disclosure here, I moonlight at this radio station, uh, WEI, in Boston. And I've been doing this for the past couple of months there, uh, doing the Maller Marathon, where I go in a couple days a week and do – uh, extra show, a nighttime show for WEI, and then I have about an hour usually, and then I come in here and do this show. And I was in on WEI earlier uh, tonight before our show, and this is the only story. In fact, I had Eugene in Chicago listening, and he was complaining because he wanted me on a Boston radio station to break down the Blake Griffin trade, and he was yelling that I didn't do that. And I, I was trying to explain to him, well, no one in Boston cares about the Blake Griffin trade. You know, it's irrelevant. You know, it's it's a big story in Detroit and with the Clippers and for NBA guys, it's a big deal. But in Boston, there's only one story, and it's the story of Tom Brady and what's going to happen. Now, just to give you the 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 setup, the lead up to this crescendo moment that happened early in the morning on Monday last week on one of the nighttime shows at that radio station in Boston, WEI, uh, they were talking about Tom Brady's reality show. And it's on Facebook. It's like a little 15-minute show, and the second one had dropped. And so they were discussing – actually, at that time, I think only the first one was out there. So they were talking about the show. 
uh, with Mike Manansky, who does the nighttime show there. And so they had they were going back and forth. And this guy, Alex Reamer, had nothing to say. Uh, he had nothing to say initially. And then he was kind of pressed on to come up with an opinion. And then he called Tom Brady's daughter a, a little pissant, which is an opinion. It is an opinion. And that marinated over the weekend. I found out about it on Friday from some of the guys that listened to the show in Boston. They were, there was, how did you hear this? You know, did you hear about this? And I was like, oh, I kind of heard about it, but I, I didn't really think much of it. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal at all. Uh, and it certainly turned out to be a, a massive storyline uh, because the, the the story changed on Monday morning. Tom Brady called in, as he normally does, each week to talk about the previous week. There was no game the previous week for the Patriots, but then to also talk about what's upcoming, in this case, the Super Bowl. And normally Tom Brady's on for about 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes more than that, sometimes a little less than that. But typically it's right around 15 minutes. This time, though, he was on for three minutes, and here's why. I've tried to come on this show for many years and showed you guys a lot of respect. You know, it's very disappointing when you hear that, certainly with my daughter or any child. I'll obviously evaluate whether I want to come on this show again, so I, I really don't have much to say this morning. That's fine. Um, I understand. So That's totally fine. I will. Uh, maybe I'll speak with you guys uh, some other time. Absolutely so fine. We understand. All right, Tom, Thanks. you too. <laughs> All right, a little dial tone there. Uh, from from uh, Kirk and Callahan's show there in Boston. All right, so that's where we were on Monday morning. So then they had a big rally, big pep rally. Thousands of people showed up in Boston to send the Patriots on their way to Minnesota to hang out and eat all the delicious foods there and hang out in the hotel room, have a wonderful time at the Super Bowl. And they're on their way. They, they're doing their thing. And, and then we we get to Monday night which used to be media day. Now it's opening night at the Super Bowl and Tom Brady answering all the goofy questions about how do you make Bill Belichick laugh? How do you make him smile? Uh, all those kind of questions. And then and then eventually the question of what to do with the Boston talk shows came up and Tom Brady addressed whether or not he should be fired. I just think any parent is really protective of their kids. And, you know, I've never stayed away from criticism i understand that you know criticism is part of sports but I, I certainly don't think that you know my children or any other children you know really deserve to be in that so that's how i felt all right so let's talk about this now the question is this we know what has happened we know what has happened i just laid out everything point by point i walk you through everything that has happened to this point so the question is what happens now what's the next layer to this and, and my thoughts on this, you've got the power broker, the peasant, and money bags. You've got those three things. Now, number one, this is, and I want to be very clear, I don't want to misspeak at all. This is 100% in Tom Brady's court. It is up to Tom Brady. It's also up to the people with the Patriots, but it's mainly Tom Brady. It is his ultimate decision. Now, Tom Brady has been someone in his public comments over the years that he He's been very uh, nuanced, I guess is the word I could use. Uh, he, he, he's not trying to send people to jail. Remember the guy that ripped off his jersey, the guy from Mexico that stole his jersey after the Super Bowl, and they tracked the guy down? Uh, Brady said he didn't want that guy to go to jail, even if it would be in one of those nasty Mexican jails. He didn't want that guy to go to jail. Uh, and now, so Brady's again, said he doesn't want this guy, the talk show host in Boston, to be fired. 
Right? Again, these are his public comments. Is that how he really feels behind closed doors? We don't know. We can speculate. But the, the one thing I have certainly been reminded of from my moonlighting on Boston Radio is what a deity Tom Brady is. And it, it has been, the, I don't want to say an overreaction, because I don't think overreaction is the right word, but there's been a lot of knights in shining armor who have run in and it's, uh, hey, I want to I wanna praise Tom Brady more than the next guy. This is terrible. And it's going on and on and on. It seems like it's been a disproportionate in that direction. And I understand why that is. I understand uh, why that is absolutely. Now, the second thing here, if you were to make like a big board of importance, and this does matter when you're on the job and you're in trouble. Your job is hanging in the balance anywhere, whether it's a radio station, whether you're in sales, whether you're a security guard, whatever your job is, truck driver. I, I can't overemphasize this enough. The, if your your value, if the the amount of revenue or your perceived value to the company is at a certain place, you can get away with more. You have more wiggle room, right? You have more wiggle room there. In this particular case, we're talking about a 25-year-old guy who is a occasional talk show host. He writes. They have a website, that uh, station, so he writes for that particular website. In, in the radio business, he's a peasant. He's a nobody. He's a hired hand, and that works against him. That works against him. Now, I, as a broadcaster, I go out of my way to, de- 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 to defend other broadcasters. I do. I absolutely do, because I know we've got a loaded weapon here, and I understand the rules of engagement. I understand the rules of engagement, that at any given time, you can say the thing you're not supposed to say, and then you become the outcast. You're the reject. They get rid of you. You're the whipping boy, and they bring somebody else in. I understand how that works. My thing is this. uh, If there's a pattern, and I don't know his individual situation, if there's a pattern of misbehavior, you're done. If it is an individual act, then that can be cured. And there's there's medication for that. There's some some magic remedy that you can get. You don't have to get rid of people on one mistake. Now, if there's a bunch of mistakes, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, the final thing on this is a cost-benefit analysis, uh, otherwise known as how much money do you bring in. And uh, Tom Brady, uh, I have heard, I don't know the finances of anything, but I've, I've heard – from people that I know, that Tom Brady is a, uh, a just a cash cow for his weekly appearance. The the amount of money that he generates, he's money backs, and so that's also a fact. That's also why he is uh, he's able to wield this much power, and he's going to be the one that makes the ultimate decision whether this dereliction of duties is worthy of a firing or just a five-month suspension or something along those lines. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox, if you would like to be part, you can join the fun. The number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie Garcia. I was kind of going to ask you about that, but you kind of answered my question. Oh, good. But, good. What were you going to ask? Well, I mean, look, we've all kind of put ourselves in the general manager 
position? What would we do in certain situations? And I know you have talked about not really enjoying having guests on. Now, part of it is because of the hours that we work. But I do generally agree with you that guests usually aren't very interesting. For the most part, they don't say much. Pretty boring. So, you mean, you know, we work in a business where we need to have strong opinions and we want to have fun. And sometimes that means goofing on people. But on the other hand, if you have somebody like a Tom Brady on your network and uh, or on your station, and it's something that generates obviously headlines and money for your station, then you have to be aware that you can't necessarily yeah. go after him like you would other people, uh, or his kids, or make fun of him like you would other people. So, I mean, I I, I get both sides of it. I, well, the, I, the the other problem with this is, and it's you know, it's when you have business relationships. It's a slippery slope. I know when I was doing local radio and we, we had a deal with certain teams. Uh, <laughs> this is actually – I don't know if I've told this story before. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. This goes back years, uh, back in the dark ages of the Clippers. But I was doing a local show in L.A., and the station had a contract with the Clippers. Now, again, I, I've been called a houseman and in the tank for the Clippers and all this stuff over the years. But when I was doing a, a midday show in L.A. years ago um, – the Clippers, the, like the night – we were doing a show from Staples Center. The, it was like the, the day after. We were doing a midday show. And and the Clippers had scored like like four points in a quarter against the, the Lakers the night before, right? And it was just, just horrible. And the guy that I was doing the show with thought, well, we should do this whole bit. We should do some shtick and, and get people to you know sign a petition uh, against the Clippers, right? And so we had an intern – and we sent the intern out to get people that were working in downtown Los Angeles around where we were broadcasting from. Uh, and that, that was years ago, and downtown L.A. was much different than it is now. Uh, now it's a, there's a lot of people there. There weren't many people back. There was no L.A. Live at this time. So it was many years ago, uh, the, the big entertainment complex. So we sent this intern out. And this moron, all right, this, 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 uh, <laughs> I can't even say what I want to say. He goes around. Now, he has no clue. He's just asking to people. He's asking people in suits. Uh, he's asking them to sign this petition, right? And uh, you know, he's, he's getting them to sign. He got a few signatures, uh, and and then this this guy comes running in in a in a business suit, screaming and shouting, uh, and you know, pointing at us. And my intern had gone out on the streets of L.A. And asked at that time Donald Sterling's right hand man Andy Roser to sign a petition against <laughs> the L.A. Clippers. Oh! And uh, Roser it didn't go over well. Apparently, he didn't like it because yeah. he came running in and he it was like, it was uh, I had to walk back on that one a little bit. I had to walk back on that Under- slightly. Understandable. Yeah. Some uh, possibly some heartburn, maybe a little bit of an ulcer. Might have sent in on that. I set in on that one. Yeah, did not uh, did not go over so. But by, I, by the way, when's, yes. when's the last time you heard the term piss ant? I, 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 I had to look it up. I had no idea. I, I've, I've never used a, is it. Is that an East Coast thing? No. No, no one uses it. In fact, I, I mentioned this. Well, you like using old terms well, I, I like, occasion. well, whippersnapper. Yes. Yeah, what yes. Old, what's old is new again. But did you know that the term, this is great. I was going to use this later, but the, the people at Merriam-Webster, the dictionary people. Yeah, the dictionary people. They said that the the searches for the term <laughs> piss ant yes. were up 115,000%. I was going to look it up myself. What What's the term? What's the definition? Well, because people, they, they know it's offensive. It sounds yeah. it sounds really bad, right? It sounds really bad. And people are like, well, you can't say that about anybody. But what does it actually mean? 
what's what you know well, so i assume I, it means like brat yeah well it has a couple of different meanings right the if, if an animal it would be like uh you know walking with the right front foot raised right like you're you know oh. going to like you're gonna urinate you know yeah it, so okay. there's, there's kind of that now the merriam webster the dictionary that people uh are upset about there's a couple again there's a couple of definitions here you've got the the one that people were were running around going crazy for uh, with Tom Brady uh, is a it's a it's a slur, but it's not again Eddie, it's not something that has been used like if people have to look it up, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not in the the regular lexicon. No, certainly not. I can't remember the last should time I, I, I heard that. Term. Should I use it? it? It means, by the way, the the adjective. Well, it's it's hot now, right? It's out yeah. there. Well, worthless, con, uh, contemptible is the adjective form of that. Uh, the noun would be insignificant uh, person or thing. So that's that's what it means. All right. So he said that Tom Brady's daughter is insignificant or worthless. So anyway. probably, probably not a good idea. Yeah. But if that had somebody asked me on the, one of the callers in Boston asked me last night, they said, "Well, what if that had happened at another radio station?" And I said, "Well, probably nothing would have happened because Tom Brady doesn't have a business relationship with that radio station. He, the fact is, he happens to have a relationship. He, they have a, an agreement on how much he gets paid per appearance and all that. So that's that's why this became a big deal. If that had happened, you know, in Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine, for that matter, it might have been a big deal because it's Tom Brady. But it would have." passed over and that would have been that so anyway be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weeknights at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app it's maller how about that to the third degree this is when big ben gets grilled all right here we go it is time now for maller to the third degree and we bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the Coop de Loop, who was expecting to be eating a delicious cake, but there's no cake yet. We're waiting on the cake. The king cake will come. It will arrive. Yes. Reports on Monday said that the Broncos were expected to try and trade cornerback Akib Tlaib. Now, subsequent reports said that uh, it seems very possible that Tlaib won't generate much interest and the Broncos could release him instead. Ben, is Tlaib really not worth trading for? He was just in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, under normal circumstances, teams would absolutely trade for Aqib Tlaib, but this is a unique situation. And because of the Broncos' predicament, it's not going to happen. The, the Broncos, first of all, they're in salary cap purgatory. Aqib Tlaib is really good at what he does. He's still got it. The, the NFL, if you look at the highest-ranked defensive backs, according to Pro Football Focus, Aqib Tlaib was 15th. In the NFL, even at the end of his prime years at age 32. This is not a guy who has yet to show age. It has not popped up. I would certainly add him on my team in 2018. And secondly, Tlaib, what he's really at at the top of his superpowers at is instigating and agitating the opposition. And you got to have a strong coach. Or he's going to go off the tracks. But I could see Tlaib ending up in a high-profile situation, going going back to the Patriots, uh, going to Seattle, playing with Pete Carroll, going to the Dallas Cowboys, a high-profile spot. But absolutely, he'll end up somewhere really good. But they're going to trade for him because the Broncos are going to have to release Tlaib. All right, next. 
Ben, one of your favorite baseball insiders, uh, he reported over the weekend that Miguel Cabrera is, quote, determined to have a big bounce-back season yeah, I really, in 2018. I really needed a baseball insider to tell me that. Yes, it was yeah. uh, magnificent reporting. Yeah, Inside I'm, scoop I'm, kind of stuff. I'm sure that Cabrera's like, well, I really hope I suck this year. I want to be <laughs> garbage. Ben, do you think we could see that, or is Cabrera already in a steep decline? Well, he is in a decline. I, I'll give Cabrera a 5% chance, only a 5% chance of having a resurgence in 2018. There's a couple of reasons why. A, the Tigers are not only a baseball team, they're terrible. Uh, Miggy's going to turn 35 years old in April. His body has declined, as many predicted it would a couple of years back. You, you can change the weight, the uh, amount of uh, weight in your bat, you can do that. You can do more cardio. You can alter your diet. But the age and mileage on the odometer are not going to reset. There's no reset button for that. That's the problem. And B, I, I could see Cabrera improving his batting average. I think he batted around 250 last season. He should be better than that. But the power numbers are the problem. And outside of paying a visit to the Biogenesis Clinic, or the Geyer Clinic, or getting some of that deer antler spray, which Ray Lewis used back in the day, the power numbers aren't coming back. And if you look at the history of baseball, the only time where guys were able to consistently hit home runs and bounce back later in their career was at the peak of the prime steroid years in baseball. He's in the twilight of his career, Miguel Cabrera, but I give him a 5% chance. All right, next... Now, the New York Times did an expose on a company that helped provide over 3.5 million fake Twitter followers to a number of high-profile celebrities in the sports world, uh, like Ray Lewis and uh, Britt McHenry, former sideline reporter Britt McHenry. Ben, on a scale of 1 to 10, how lame is buying Twitter followers? My answer is actually going to surprise you. I don't think it's that lame. I don't, I'm only going to give it a 4, and I'll tell you why. Because most people, number one on social media, don't actually do a an analysis of who's following who on Twitter. The vast majority make it makes you look more powerful. So, you know, you're not if you got a bunch of Russian bots, people don't. I wish I had more followers. I don't. I'm too cheap to pay for them. But I'm only going four. Coup. I'm going to go four. How did we do? Then you fail this edition. That's a win. That's another win for me. Yes. What's wrong with your Clippers? Woo-hoo! What is still wrong? That's with the a Clippers? win. That's a win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Right. Now, <laughs> Mallers Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, let's do it here. It's Mallers Mountain of Money, the New England edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. We'll call it the New England edition, and who are we going to have play this game? We've got Adam in Georgia. Hello, Adam. What's up, Valor? What's up, Militia? What's up, Coop? Look at Adam. Daddy G and Eddie. All right. Hell, you know everyone's name. Look at you. Very nice. Very polite, by the way. So My second see- time calling. Last time I called was the Bobby Heater tribute. Oh, I recall that. Yeah, that was a fine tribute that we had. All right, so Adam, tell the guy in Sheboygan, the guy in Beaver Dam that doesn't know what you do for a living, what do you do for a living? I'm a dishwasher and a music teacher. Yeah, are you you know how to read music. Most people, do the young people know how to read music? A lot of people don't know how to read music. They know music, but they don't know how to read it. Not a lot of us do. I, I teach them guitar tabs, which is kind of music, but it's kind of not. I got you. So you're like halfway. You're kind of like halfway. Yeah. I got you. I got you. 
All right, cool. All right, hold on, Adam. And who else is going to play? Let's see if Richie Rich wants to play. Richie Rich, you want to play Mallers Mountain of Money, Richie Rich? Sure, why not? All right, you sound excited about that. All right, very good. And what do you do there in Connecticut, Rich? I'm a Lyft driver. Yeah, how's business? Pretty good. Yeah? Anybody this time yeah. of the morning? You taking people to the airport early in the morning? What you got going on? Yeah, I'm going to get a couple airport runs and a few. Which airport are they going to? JFK and LaGuardia. Oh, nice. That's a big payday for you. Yes? Oh, yeah. Good. All right. Very cool. All right. Uh, hold on. So you got Rich and Adam. Uh, Adam, who do you want to partner up with? You can play with any one of us on the show, Adam. Who do you want? I'll take you, Ben. All right. That's a good job by you. And uh, right down, I'm going to put a W next to our names there as the winners, of course. And Rich, who do you want to partner up with, Rich? I'll go with Coop. All right. Let me hold on. Let me write an L. L right there. All right. All right. Very good. Let's play the game. This is going to be a flash mob, so we'll just do the rest uh, as much time as we have here. And then when Danny G gives us the signal, the game's over, the game's over. But it's the New England edition. All right. Category one, Boston. Category two, Clam Chowda. Category three, Changing of the Leaves. And category four, Sweet Caroline. Adam, you are on the line first. You get to choose first. I'll take Clam Chowda. Clam Chowda. All right. And Rich, that leaves you Boston, Changing of the Leaves, or Sweet Caroline? Boston. Boston for Rich, okay. And uh, Adam, you're going to get to go first here. 10 to 100 on the board. Yeah, and we as need- we always point out, Danny, yeah. you listening in your car, play along. That's the bit. The bit is you yeah, play along. Or if you're, you're at work or at home and insomnia. No one's at home. Yeah, some people are, but... No, they're not. Yeah, they're not. No, they're not. All right, it's 10 to 100 on the board, and we need the first and last name of these sports figures. Okay, Adam, you and Ben are going first here. Clam Chowda. These guys seem to clam up around the media. All right, 45 seconds on the clock. Ben, you ready? All right, yeah, let's do it. Go. All right, uh, star for the Golden State Warriors, former Oklahoma City player. Came over a couple years ago from Oklahoma City. Basketball player. Yes, tall guy? Uh... All right, pass. Head coach of the pass. Pa- head coach of the Patriots right now. Belichick, Bill Belichick. That's correct. Uh, running back, former Seattle running back, Beast. Small Lynch. That's correct. Uh, known as the big unit, big tall, six six eleven pitcher. Randy Johnson. Correct. Uh, quarterback for the Chicago Bears in the nineteen eighties. Nineteen eighties. Jim McMahon. Correct. Uh, running back for the Houston Texans. Retired a couple years ago. He was an atheist. Atheist running back out of Tennessee. Arian Foster. Correct. Nineteen nineties, two thousand baseball player. His name is like a uh, an old board game, an old board game back in the day. Played with the Indians, the Dodgers. Uh, it's, mm. No. All right. uh, we're looking for Milton Bradley right yeah. there, and then for ten points up at the top, Kevin Durant. Yeah, no one knows who he is. Yeah. yeah. No one knows who he is. It's only two hundred and thirty points. Championship Adam basketball team. All right. Let's All keep right. going. <laughs> I cherry picked that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rich, uh, here we go. You and Coop are attacking Boston. These sports figures have made comments that could be considered racist. All right. 45 seconds on the clock. Coop, you ready? Yes. Go. A center for the Lakers back in the Kobe era. Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Uh, Pitcher for the Red Sox. He he called the Yankees his daddy. He also. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Former owner of the Clippers. He, he, he had to sell oh, the man. team because he was racist. Can't think of his name, but I know who he is. Okay. Uh, quarterback of the, the undefeated Miami Dolphins in the 70s. Dan Marino. No. 
Uh, his son was uh, Brian. He also was a quarterback in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, former NBA player. Uh, he shot free throws underhanded. He had sons, uh, Brent. Look, Barry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, great right, job, Cooper. Cooper. Very competitive. Did a good job there. Uh, 70 points. As well as the Lakers. Rich and Coop. Well, solid. <laughs> you know what? I... Oh, here we go. You know what? I'm here not going to pull go. a here U. Go. I'm not going to pull a U no, here, but I know, ex- but I know exactly you what you did, Ben. I didn't you sneaky POS. Are you blaming me? Yes, I, I, know, I know what you did. How about some accountability? You, I didn't do anything. No, you're, he could have. Listen, Adam, I didn't know Adam was going to pick me. I had no idea Adam yeah, was going right, to pick me. Sure I didn't did. know. How would I know? I never. I talked to Adam one time in my life. I didn't even explain what I thought <laughs> yeah, you did, and you know. knew exactly <laughs> what I was going to do. I had no idea. Listen, Rich is, Rich is driving people to JFK and LaGuardia, man. He's busting his ass in that lift car. All what right, all right, let, Richie. Let's let's go. Let's go with the all second. Right. Uh, let's go with the second category. You better hurry up. Okay, Rich. Sweet Caroline. Changing of the leaves. No, he said Sweet he Caroline. Said oh, Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Okay, got it, Rich. Here we go. These athletes have dabbled in music. Forty-five seconds on the clock. Go. The Mamba. Kobe Bryant. Yes. Uh, Macho Man. Former wrestler. Uh, former wrestler. Macho Man. Oh man! <laughs> All right, uh, uh, point guard for the for the Trailblazers right now. Um, <sighs> Damian Lillard. Yes, uh, the Golden Boy, boxer. He he likes to wear women's panties. <laughs> <laughs> Former shortstop for the Phillies. He was an MVP once. There's a theme here. Pass. All right. Okay. Who's going to give up? Wide then. receiver with long blonde hair for the Cowboys. He thinks he's a rapper now. Uh, um, Bisley, Bisley, Bisley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Bisley, he still got Beasley. that wrong. Well, Kubai, two times. Uh, how do you do? What's the score? Update the score. Uh, it was Talk slowly. Talk slowly. 120 for Rich and Coop. You've yeah. got uh, 230. All right. So uh, they, Coop went twice. I only went once, and I still win the game. Is that I'll, just, right? I'll just have to point out oh, that here we go. Richie here Rich we didn't go. even call to play the game. On the call screen, it says he wants to talk about the Clippers. Well, but Ben, where's the other ben guy? Just, where's the other guy? Ben just chose where, him. Where's the other guy to play the game? He hung up. Okay, so why do you hang up? Because Because somebody bogarted last hour because they're upset with the Clippers. You could have gone to Jason in Ottawa. That's what he was there for. It doesn't say game show near his name. There's There's a blank. That's a lie. There's a blank space near his name. He always plays the game shows. It's yeah, just I wanted to that give somebody else phone, an opportunity. What do you have against the Lyft driver? Maybe if your clues were better, he would have done a better job. My your clues, clues were sucked. fantastic. They were terrible clues. I, I feel I, he should blame you. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. How do you clue. not know that the Macho a, Man? That is a terrible clue by you. It's a bad job by you. I mean, it's embarrassing. I would have given a better clue. Slim Jim, you know, could have done that. Slip into a or slide into a Slim Jim. You could have no. It's uh, the Snaffed. What? <laughs> All right, it's the, the, the Ben Maller Show. We will press on. We will press on. And speaking of pressing on, well, it is a record. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.